Instead, technology will start to learn from life, model it, merge with it. We're being a little dramatic here, perhaps, but consider the other driving technology in this progress, unconventional computing, which itself plays a key part in the stories that follow. Computation forms the nervous system of our modern society. Unconventional computing is an emerging research area that concerns non-standard methods for performing computations. Researchers in the field are exploring new territory in the space of computational possibilities offered by materials such as DNA molecules, living cells and quantum chips. The very notion of a computer is itself evolving, as models emerge that transcend von Neumann and Turing. This image of the natural and the man-made merging and interbreeding is borne out by many of the stories here. Adam Marek's Gardening Skyscrapers considers how synthetic biology might be put to use in the construction of that most ambitious and thrusting of man-made structures. Sarah Schofield's The Bacto Garden imagines similar technologies being used to heighten the gourmet's culinary experience. Other stories show science and technology exploiting naturally evolved complexity for its own benefit, either as a model to study, such as in Margaret Wilkinson's Quivering Woods and Sean O'Brien's Certain Measures, or as a ready-made problem-solver, an unconventional computer, as we see in Julian Goff's Blurred Lines and Joanna Quinn's The War of All Against All. This metaphor of interbreeding or cross-contaminating is useful when considering how futurist writing might embrace complexity and navigate through its ever-deepening waters. Whereas classic dystopia writers like Zamiatin and Huxley saw their emergent facets as simply diametrically opposing ideologies or conflicting systems of government, top-down authoritarianism, Zamiatin's we, versus bottom-up consumerism, Huxley's brave new world, a complex futurist might do better to consider these opposing ideologies rather as expressions of a global symbiosis. Top-down predators controlling whole ecosystems in the East versus bottom-up bacteria colonising their own niches in the West. The dystopian simplifiers would no doubt claim that the fall of the Iron Curtain marked a simple victory for one system over the other. But in our model, it wasn't a victory, but the beginning of an interbreeding or cross-contaminating. The financial collapse of 2008 bringing an end to the gestation period, when suddenly so-called capitalist states had to re-nationalise banks, albeit temporarily, and the remaining so-called communist superpower China effectively financed the West's ideological inversion with the proceeds of a system that had become, at heart, capitalist in all but name. Each side suddenly found the DNA of its rival emerging like an infestation in its nucleus, whilst externally maintaining the shell of its former ideology. How are writers supposed to pick through this complexity? let alone prophesy about a future 55 years into further interbreeding between already hybrid systems. Maybe, in the end, they're not. Maybe science fiction was never any more than just an allegory for the present dressed up in the technology of the future. Perhaps 1984 was just 1948, nothing more. Some of the stories produced by this project square up to this possibility, unflinchingly, Robin Yassin Kassab's Swarm holds the mirror of nanotechnology up to a very current world crisis and invites us to rethink it. Frank Cottrell Boyce's Bruno Wins allows for the possibility that taking future predictions too seriously 
could actually hinder progress. But in commissioning these stories, we are suggesting there might be a way forward for futurist SF. At the start of this introduction, we implied that complexity and futurism were wholly incompatible. As with any half-decent story arc, the setup was pure misdirection. It was a false opposition. Complexity and disorder, that which increases with time, according to the second law, are not the same thing. Complexity has very humble, mathematically simple origins. It can be grasped, harnessed, characterized. It relies on simple interactions occurring time and again, and it carries that simple, iterative idea along with it, just as evolution carries the notion of the individual, even if each individual's DNA is different, along with it. This abiding I is what saves futurist literature. The protagonist travailing against his or her context, which is often just...